Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. I'm here today with Dr. Brian Fairchild, a professor and extension poultry scientist with the University of Georgia. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Fairchild. Thank you. And I'd love to know what inspired you to pursue a research career in poultry management and science? Well, that's kind of a long story, <laughs> but I grew up on a poultry farm. We, had, we only had one two-story house in North Carolina. Um, my dad was in the working for Holly Farms at the time in the uh, processing plant as an assistant plant manager. My grandmother worked there on the debone line. And so when I went to school, I had the intentions of being a veterinarian. But along the way, I started working in a uh, turkey physiology lab, discovered the world of research and education and working with students and growers and just kind of changed my career path down that, that avenue. So you really enjoy that interaction with the farmer and with your students and sharing with them about the poultry industry. I do. As a matter of fact, a good week is if I'm on farms two or three days a week. <laughs> That's wonderful. So that really ties into uh, your interest in broiler management. Explain how your research has led to um, looking at the operations of housing impacts on the success of a poultry farm. The goal of our research at UGA, um, there's a team, uh, it's myself, um, Michael Zarek, who is a ag engineer, and we've got our students that work in our lab, a series of grad students. But um, our goal is to improve poultry house environments and conserve energy. And so all of the techniques that we've been trying to do over the last 20 years that I've been involved with it has been to try to come up with techniques that are relatively low cost to implement and give a quick return on investment and while making that house energy efficient. So what we're trying to do is improve the environment for the bird, but at the same time, conserving as much energy as we can since the growers, in most cases, are paying for those utilities. Bottom line is always a big issue for the farmer, as we all know. And when you're looking at operations of a a poultry house, one of the things that I've always read about and actually experienced is, of course, we all need healthy, fresh air, but there are other components that, uh, that are critical in the operations of a poultry house, fresh air, heat, air movement, why are these so important and, and how can farmers take existing housing and maybe make improvements and incorporate these in to make a house more efficient and conserve energy and make a better environment for the birds as well? Well, those are correct. Um, the, you know, the temperatures, obviously, I think people have really focused on that. And we do a very good job of meeting very specific temperature profiles during the, the life of that flock but we do not do a very good job of controlling the relative humidity. And we need to really have specific goals for relative humidity and try to hit those just as accurately as we do with our temperatures to improve that environment for the flock because the relative humidity and the litter quality or the bedding material quality is going to be directly related. The higher the relative humidity, the more damp your floor conditions will tend to be that can lead to 
foot pad lesions. It can lead to higher microbial activity, more challenges, higher ammonia output. Again, a challenge to the birds. And so what we're trying to do is just minimize those challenges that that bird has to face to so that it doesn't have to use its resources to alleviate the environment or alleviate a stress. What we're trying to do is have all those resources, that energy it's taking in from feed to growth and development, whether it's broilers for meat production, breeders for hatching egg production, or layers for table egg production. Well, of course, weather, uh, different seasons can impact that. I know that there are amazing apps out there now for farmers so that you don't have to be in the house every moment to, to read the changes. Can you tell me a little bit about your research and, and possibly research that you've done and others have done there at the University of Georgia to address these concerns and develop technological approaches to um, helping farmers? Well, we, what we do is we kind of scan the, the um, different technology areas to um, identify tools that can be implemented at the farm level economically and efficiently and, and provide a payback for that, that return on investment for that grower. So we're just out constantly looking for new ways to implement this. Now, what's happening right now is we're seeing technology prices come down to a level now that agriculture is really starting to use it. We're getting into precision farming and other types of agriculture when it comes to row crops. And so now we're starting to see more opportunities for implementation of these technologies there. So the environmental controller companies have got a whole host of environmental monitoring opportunities there for people to use, whether it's putting a laptop or a PC and connecting that wirelessly to the houses so that they can look at that that when they're in their office or sitting at home to most of them now have got some kind of a phone app that will communicate through wirelessly as well. And um, they can see temperatures. They can even make changes to their house settings based on what they're seeing on their phone. And what we've done along those lines is back to our whole ventilation, relative humidity, and ventilation rates to control moisture is we developed our app called the Chick Men Vent. Unfortunately, it's only available on iPhone, but basically it's a moisture balance calculator where you can plug in the amount of water that that bird is consuming that day, and it will calculate based on the inside temperature and relative humidity targets, the outside temperature and relative humidity and the amount of fan power that you're using to ventilate that day on how much you need to run that fan. And so they can better get a better hone in on a more precise and accurate way of controlling that moisture. And I use that a lot of times. I keep it on my phone. I've got it on my iPad. And when I'm doing farm visits and I see that somebody's not ventilating enough, I use it a lot of times to plug in those current conditions that we're standing in right then and there to show them that maybe we need to increase those ventilation rates 10%, 15%, or whatever it needs that day. How have farmers been responsive to this new technology? I know sometimes uh, farmers have a tendency to not adapt as quickly. Some jump on the bandwagon right away. Where are the challenges you see facing um, the adaption of this technology in the poultry industry? 
Actually, it, it, it's amazing how quickly they'll adapt. If it's something that will make their lives a little easier and give them more, more feedback, because ideally they would be visiting those houses, you know, every hour throughout the day. But we all know that's feasibly, you know, physically and logistically not possible for many people. So having that phone there. And having those apps and those ways of looking to see what's going on inside those ha- those houses on a more consistent basis throughout the day, throughout the week, is really going to give them the incentive to, to implement this. And a lot of them, have, have, it surprises me when I go out and visit how many people pull out their phone or we go sit down in their office, which is very close to the houses, and they'll bring up a PC and we'll just start looking at data. So this not only helps them save time, um, it also is a energy conservation approach to uh, handling your poultry house operations, correct? Yes, I, I, it could help with that because if they're seeing something going on, they can fix it much quicker rather than waiting you know, several hours to find out that an inlet got stuck open and you have a heater that's running constantly. And so you could see these little blips pop up on your phone and, and they're going to get more sophisticated in the future. As these companies develop algorithms and they collect more data, they're going to be able to do better predictions of when there's something going on and be able to notify that grower of a, an alarm that, hey, something's not right. You need to go down there and figure out what's going on. And this all comes back to the bottom line, because when you can address issues quickly, you save money in the long run, and it also impacts the health of the bird. Which means a better, bigger return. For the farmer, and that Mm -hmm. is always a positive. Mm -hmm. And with your work in extension and, and getting out on the farm... How do you see ways that we can implement these poultry housing improvements um, with and operational improvements across the industry to better improve the quality of the birds and the success of our farmers? That's a tough question because um, there's a lot of factors that are involved from economics. Um, all of these things are going to have a different investment and people are going to be looking to see, okay, if I invest this much, how long is it going to take me to see a return or recoup that investment? So that's one factor that's going to be going into this. Um, others is going to be education in a way, uh, being able to sh- demonstrate and help those people understand how this can help them improve their operation, improve their, their bird performance, and ultimately their bottom line. And I, and I know we've been kind of saying how much it's going to help the grower, and it will help the grower, but it's also going to help the companies as well. Because the more efficient those birds are, the more efficient they are at converting feed into muscle, into bird. And so with that being our most expensive input into the live production side nowadays, companies are going to be just as interested in this. The integrators are going to be just as interested in this as those farmers are. Well, and we are lucky to have research specialists and extension uh, specialists like yourself that are willing to work with our farmers and work with our companies to address these issues. And where do you see your research going a few more years down the road? We are moving into trying to tie what the bird, that effective temperature, and the effective temperature is what that bird actually is feeling. You know, it's a combination of all the environmental factors that include air temperature, relative humidity, air movement, bird density, 
all of these things come together and affect that bird body temperature and what the bird's actually feeling. So what we've been doing and will continue to do over the next couple of years is trying to measure the actual bird body temperature in relation to those different environmental things, controlling the humidity better, doing a better job of keeping the birds evenly distributed, just through those type of management things. And the other thing that we're working at is we're still looking at new technologies. Uh, we've got, we're getting ready to start our third test farm with variable speed fans to look and see how those can be implemented into broiler production or poultry production in general to conserve energy. Well, that is wonderful and best of luck to your future research. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was Dr. Brian Fairchild, professor and extension poultry scientist from the University of Georgia. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture. future.